Is it on? Are we on? Can you hear me? Great. All right. Hey, if you guys have not subscribed to Little Will's YouTube channel, you need to get on that. Like, Will's going to be probably famous one day in the YouTube realm or some realm, so just get get it. I know Ashton has got a good YouTube channel going, too. Got all sorts of... Got a, we're going to have some famous people in this place, so you better get in early, right? You can say that you, you knew them and you subscribed early, so... Anyway, uh, it's awesome to be uh, with you guys this morning. I uh, just want to celebrate. Uh, Rick and Paul are celebrating 39 years of marriage. They're up in, or they're, they're on some whim up in the north, <laughs> Boston. Um, Leanne's down at Smith Mountain Lake, so we want to bless them as they're um, going this morning. B- want to bless Big Stone as well, and Atlanta, um, just all the churches, and so... Um, in California, that's right, Doug, that's right. Um, this morning, I just want to thank you guys. If you didn't see the letter that we kind of sent out, Lee and I sent out, just on behalf of Daniel and Tulio and I, and really Val, and uh, just thank you, everybody, for letting us kind of take these sabbaticals and just be in a place of just uh, seeking, hearing the Lord. It's really hard to stop, and uh, I don't know if you've ever just tried to be still especially for over a day or ever a couple of hours or ever a couple of weeks, you know, but it's really tough. But Lord really just um, started highlighting some things to me that I wanted to kind of speak about. But I wanted to remind you, if you haven't, if you weren't here the last two weeks, I just encourage you to get on the website, go to the podcast, listen to the last two weeks. Uh, Daniel just really brought an awesome word of really based off of Psalm 16:8. you know, that I will set the Lord continually before me and... Because he is at my right hand, I will not be shaken. And really just a, a great two-part message on that. And so I just want to encourage you, uh, if you hadn't gotten to hear that, go, go back. Because the Lord started really you know, showing me that, you know, as much as you know, I would like to say religiously that, yeah, I set the Lord before me you know, quite often or all the time. You know, I started realizing as I was really taking note of it, like, what am I really setting before me? You know, and most, I was thinking and realizing maybe most of the time I was actually setting, especially as a pastoral person, you know, I, I like to set people before me because I, lo- I love people, right? You love relationships. You want them to be healthy. You want a body. You want a church to be healthy. You want relationships to work well. But it, a lot of times I started finding myself, I'm putting people before me than, rather than God and trying to operate from people to God. That's not a good way to operate. Always the way to operate is from what? God to people, right? That's the, so I was saying, maybe, I, maybe I'm setting circumstances before me. I started realizing, I'm, I think I'm setting some circumstances before me instead of God. And so just a really good message from me because I started realizing how much I had before me other than him. And so I'm kind of continuing that message really from a little different angle. Um, when I was right the week before July, uh, Kristen at a Living Waters. A, uh, Daniel was speaking up at Living Waters. A, a lot of the youth, the middle, well, yeah, middle school and maybe lower high school youth were at this camp. So, um, you know, I went up to just, you know, when they, when your child goes, usually they ask a parent to come. Leo was out, gone all the week, and then we were going to be gone next week. So I chose that I was like, well, I'll go, and and help serve. So while Daniel was speaking the word and playing and goofing off with the kids. I was doing the real work. 
I was doing the real work. I was officially dishwashing all three, <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner, baby. <laughs> I was not doing that. The majority of the time, I was dishwashing, right? I, was, I did get a chance. It was an awesome chance to kind of spend some time with the Lord. Living water is just an awesome place. Got to fish a little bit. I caught a fish, you know. All right, maybe, maybe it was this big. <laughs> no, 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 it was at least this big. It's a nice native trout. Those are hard to catch, right? So it was just an awesome time to get to hang out with the Lord and got to do a little fishing there up in, on the river there. But um, it was really interesting. Um, you know, while, while, they, while they had their meeting, while the kids had their meeting, the parents were invited to come to like a little study and worship that they did, you know. And so I, I went to the first one and I was a little late because I was talking to Leah. I was a little late and I got in there and Pearl, I don't know if you know, most, some of you guys know Pearl. Um, she's uh, Brandon Brinkley's grandmother? Yeah, grandmother. Um, and so they're, the whole Brinkley crew is always up there doing some things. And, and so she was sharing and she, all of a sudden, you know, so she's sharing along and you know, I just I had gotten in there, I was settled in and starting to listen. And all of a sudden, she just said, you know, that very early on, she had just been called to declare the gospel. And I'm, I'm telling you, and again, it wasn't any big rendition. She wasn't yelling it, but it's kind of one of those moments you ever just, in, in, in the spirit, something like yells at you, like, the, like, like this word like came off her, her mouth. And it was like a, is it a defibrillator? defibrillator? Is that what they do those, you know, those things? Anybody? Yes. Yeah, that's why they call that. What? A I, what? IED. IED? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going. So defibrillator, right? Am I saying that right? So it felt like the Lord took a, one of those defibrillators and went, you know, like that to my heart. All of a sudden he's like, and, and all of a sudden I started, you know, thinking about it and just pondering on that. Like, I was like, well, God, why did you want to highlight that to me? Like, it was wasn't a crazy big deal in what she was saying, but all of a sudden it was a big deal in what you were saying to me. And all of a sudden the Lord just started asking me a question. He's like, Mitch, are you living your life from the good news? Like, do you live your life from the good news? And so that was a good question, you know, because I was like, man, I don't, I don't know. You know, you know I, I hope I am. But, you know, I was, I was kind of, uh, as I was meditating on that, you know, he just started uh, speaking to me about the fact that, you know, you think about our society, right? It's built on news. Um, the reality is, is that, you know, a long time ago you had to, get, I don't know which one was first, the radio or the newspaper, but the, you, to get news, you had to like get the newspaper delivered to your door and you had to read it, right? And then some of us in here, I won't ask that, you maybe, maybe you like gathered around a radio to listen to the was anybody in here that, no, I did say that, I wasn't going to ask, but anybody in here ever <laughs> sit and just listen to the radio, like back in the day, when that was the only news that they had, you know, I can still remember some of those movies, or Waltons, or maybe it was the Waltons I used to watch, <laughs> shows my age, right, so <laughs> when they just listened to the radio, and then of course, you know, the TV era came in, and you could at least catch the six and the ten news, and, and now we're in an era that basically, I mean, you can choose probably does a couple dozen different news stations now like there's probably at least 24 or 30 news stations right you can whatever flavor you like to listen to you can go listen to it you know from their slant or whatever and and so there's this reality that i mean our 
society is built on news. And, um, you know, so the reality, unfortunately, is that probably 80 to 90 percent of that is what? Not so great news, right? It's either neutral or going down the hill news, right? And so if we're inundated at 80 and 90 percent, you know, bad news, then where are we getting the good news? You know, where are we? It's funny, I was listening, you know, I, I can't remember what station, it was Channel 7, 6. I mean, they had to start putting a good news story in at the end of everything. It's just funny. I'm like, really? You've got to put a good news story to the news. You know, every time you've got to put a good news story. Why? Because the rest of it doesn't make you feel that great, <laughs> right? And so the reality is, is that if I have to realize that, you know, the reality is, is that I have the best access to the best news 24 hours a day. Now, whether I set that before me or not is the big question. And I realized, I started realizing circumstances, you know, distractions, uh, other news, you know, whatever it might be. I, I think I started getting other news before me other than the good news, the gospel. And so I wanted just to really just talk a few quick minutes about that you know setting the good news the gospel before you you know we setting the lord before us obviously yes that's a that's a that's what we've been talking about the last two weeks uh i, I want to talk about setting the gospel the good news before you um you know because in, in my spirit I, I wrote some things down i just really want to speak you know in my spirit i began to just declare the truth because i started saying wait a minute mitch you you have the best news in the world you, you have everything pertaining to life and godliness. You have the spirit of the living God within you. You have the very truth that can set the captives free. You have, uh, the, um, you have the freedom to just be you in the midst of a, any crowd, any place. Um, you, know, you have the best news in the world to share with people. You know, when I had to come to grips with that, it was funny, you know, some of you were able to go down to um, stepping out. I had to remind myself of that when I'm going to step, when I was going to stepping out. It's kind of interesting, you know, um, Nick did a great job uh, leading, you know, we talked about that the other day, and um, it was so crazy, you know, because I'm not the craziest evangelist, like, I, I, I don't mind sitting up here because you guys, you know, like me, and, you know, you're not going to throw tomatoes at me except a couple of you, and, um, you know, but, you know you're, you're nice to me, but when you go out there, I mean, you get on the streets of uh, down there in the, the, the market of uh, stepping out, sometimes it's not easy because people don't always, you know, do the greatest, you know, like you and, and, and pay attention to you. And so, you know, I, I found myself, I was walking down the street going to stepping out, and I started getting, feeling like intimidated a little bit in my spirit because I was like, man, I got to go, what, what are we, what we going to share? How are we going to do this? You know, you started thinking about all that. And all of a sudden, the Lord reminded me of all that. Like, Mitch, wait a second, you have... The best news that anybody has that, that they need like you have everything that's in you pertaining to life and godliness just be you in the midst of there and so it's cool all of a sudden that my spirit started responding to the good news did you did you feel the response when we started declaring that god was good this morning yeah you are good yeah i mean it, there's just always a change in the atmosphere the change in the room if you can change if you can declare the good news into your situation, into your heart, setting it before you, you can change environments. You can change your environment. And so 
I just want to uh, call us to this place of uh, just a couple foundations. You know, first was Romans 1.16. You know, think about it. Y- y'all know these scriptures. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I think they're up there. Uh, I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. That you realize you have the power of God in your grip. In, in, within you. The gospel, it's in you. The good news. If you've come to Christ, you've come to Christ because of the goodness of God. I love that scripture. It's the goodness of God that brings people to what? Repentance. You know, you came to God probably, maybe you got scared into it, maybe you got, maybe whatever way you got into it, but the reality is, I bet you, you were drawn into relationship and repentance, full repentance by the goodness of God, like declaring the goodness of God. Um, and so, it's so awesome, this Romans 1.16. I don't have to be ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God. You have that within you. Um, and so as I was going down and stepping out, I, I, I came to grips with that reality. I started coming to that place of, wait a minute, I don't need to be ashamed of this. That's in me. Like, I got what they need, you know? I shouldn't be intimidated by them. They should be intimidated by me, right? I always love that, um, you know, uh, reality for, uh, you know, uh, when Ron was here, he always said, you know, You know, the reality for the perspective from God to like David and Goliath, it was like, you know, we should have been, you know, sorry. We should have been sorry for Goliath, man. He didn't have a chance, right? You know, it's all in perspective. You know, the reality is is that, wait a second, I have the best news in the world. I have the best news in the world to give unto these people. So I thought about that as I was going down. So um, Romans, in that Romans 1.16, um, think about this in 1 Corinthians 9.23, just a second thing. We are called to be fellow partakers of the gospel. I love this when Paul says, and I do all things for the sake of the gospel, the good news. I mean, that's what he, he just lived his life there. I do all things for it. Like, when I, put, when I get up in the morning, I do all things for the sake of the good news, the gospel. Like, begin to put that on. Whether I know most of us go to jobs, most of us go to work, most of us go to you know, the, the day-to-day craziness. Like, do all those things for the gospel. Like, begin to put that in perspective. Maybe you're just serving somebody and you don't even want to be where you're at. Do it for the gospel. Do it for the good news that God has before you. And so, um, and I, let's see if I had the, anything else. But just, Paul makes that declaration. I love this. So that I may become a fellow partaker of it. That's where you want to get to. Not only that you're declaring the gospel, but you're partaking. The gospel was meant to partake of. You know, it's like setting this incredible uh, table before you and then never eating of it, right? I mean, wouldn't that be a tragedy, right? You want to partake of the gospel, the good news that God has put before us. And so, uh, and then the last, just real quick thought, um, is this... um, Colossians 1, 16, 1 through 6. And this is really where we're going to stay the rest of the time. Uh, the Lord really just highlighted this verse uh, for the gospel. It says in Colossians 1, 1 through 6, it says, We give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Just stay with me through this. It's really so powerful. Praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have for all the saints. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. So even in that, just those first two verses, faith, hope, and love are already a part of what's going on here. And Daniel even spoke about that last week. You know, Paul heard of these people's faith. They, he heard of the love that they had for each of the saints. 
And then, because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Okay? So, how did they get there? How did these, uh, the, the, the people in Colossia, how did they get to that place? Well, I love this next statement um, in verse 5, the rest of verse 5. Because of the hope laid up for you in heaven, of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel. Like, they, the gospel was declared, and the reality is they heard it, and they started living it. Why? They lived it in faith, hope, and love. All right? If we can just live out of those foundations. And look at what the gospel does. When they heard it, they began to set it before them, and something happened. Uh, look at verse 6. All right, let me start in verse 5 because you have to kind of... Of which you previously heard in the word of truth, the gospel which has come to you, just as it has in all the world, it is constantly bearing fruit and it increases. So I just want to ask you a question. If you could put something in your life that constantly bears fruit and is always increasing, would you do it? I hope you would. Constantly bears fruit, and it constantly increases. So if I'm going to have constant fruit and constant increase, what do I have to interject? What do I, you know what that, the Lord was all of a sudden hitting that defibrillator in me. He's like, wait a second, Mitch, wake up, put the gospel back before you. Like the good news, like you've, you've somehow, sometimes when you go through rough seasons of life, anybody been through a wilderness ever? Anybody been through a wilderness in the last 12 months? Right? Sometimes when you're in those wildernesses, or, or maybe it's a hard moment, maybe it's just been an excruciating time of your season of your life, it's so easy to start seeing the news that swirls around us. It's so easy to see the things that uh, are easily seen before us, and that maybe uh, our finances aren't all there, or our relationships aren't all there, or, you know, uh, it was really interesting the other night, uh, Leah was sharing something, some things with me, and just heavy honor and then I was just like you know almost sudden the Lord just said well let's just declare what we do have and what is around us and I started listing off and I could list off at least a dozen awesome things that God has done for us you know what it did to the atmosphere what did it do constantly bore fruit and started to increase right because there's something in the environment when you start injecting good news into it um, it's like a cure-all. I mean, it just starts curing things right before your eyes. Like the good news. And we got to inject it. I love this. Uh, it's, it has come to you just in all the world. It's, always, it's constantly bearing fruit and increasing. And then verse, uh, the rest of verse 6. Even as it has been doing in you since the day you heard it and you understood it. Okay? Two important pieces in that. You got to hear it. You know, faith comes by what? hearing and hearing the word of God but there's also this other reality of putting understanding to it and walking in it walking by it and I think again I think we've I mean I love the reality of the foundation of this church man you know I met Rick Sizemore 25 about 25 years ago and the thing that it, it caught me right away was just the word of God the reality of the word of God the truth the gospel and he started declaring and I saw all of a sudden he started injecting that in me and I'm like man this is awesome and so you know, I believe we have one of the best teachers that I've ever heard in, in, in Rick and, and the reality that he, the things that he's injected into this. But the reality is sometimes it can become dull to our hearing or sometimes it can become dull to our living. You know, we need to begin to say, wait a second, how, what do I have in here? 
What has been uh, imparted into me? And how can I begin to stir that up? Just like Paul did with Timothy. Stir up that, that, that which is in you, that gift that's within you, that investment that's been within you. Stir it up. Like, and so this is really just a stirring up. You know, my heart is just to stir you up this morning. Because if I can get the gospel, it continually bears fruit and it continues to increase. And so I, that's what I want uh, in my life. And so uh, I just want to put that before you because I think there's a reality that um, you know, when we were doing reaching out, um, it was cool. You know, I think the Davidsons had a wedding to go to, I think it was. And so they handed it off to Nick. And so Nick comes and says, you know, for stepping out this year, we're going to just hand out vials of sand. And of course, you know, at the beginning, you know, you start thinking, all right, that's kind of interesting. Okay. You know, what's that all about? And he just said, you know, we're going to focus on Psalm 139. And, um, and I was like, all right. And so, you know, I didn't really know what it was all going to look like. You know, we had done different things in the past. And, you know, a lot of times we'd have prayer circles or we'd have this, that, and the other. And so it was, it was, it was kind, of a, kind of a new little thing, you know, just handing out these things. And so it was so neat that, you know, we were handing out these, this sand and, and really just proclaiming the gospel, the good news. In one verse, we were able to share the gospel. And it was so cool, you know, as you... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so because you're you're sitting on the street, you're kind of saying, "Hey, uh, we're handing out vials of sand." And of course, you kind of get two different results. You'd be like, "I, I don't want anything to do with you," uh, and I have no idea why you're trying to hand me that sand, uh, and I don't even know what it's in a vial for. But and they, so you get that response, and people just walk on by, and you just kind of shake it off, and you go on to the next one. But a lot of times, you get you know handing out vials of sand, and they'll be like, "Okay, I'll stay with you for just a second, but you better sell me on something." <laughs> you know. <laughs> You better give me something better than the vial of sand, all right? So then we would say, you know, the reality is that, yeah, we're just out really just declaring Psalm 139, you know, that, you know, and at that point, they're probably, half of them were going like, oh, great, it's some Bible verse or something like, it's just some like whatever, you know, whatever. And so, and, and, but then all of a sudden I'd, I'd say, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting that God thinks so many precious and awesome and great things about you that if you would count them, that it would outnumber the grains of sand in this vow. And all of a sudden, you could start just seeing their, their, their demeanor started to change a little bit. They're like, whoa, really? What? You know, I mean, there's so many people walking this planet that don't think that God even likes them. God doesn't even want to be with them. God doesn't even want to have anything to do with them. You know what it does when you start shaking up the earth by saying, Hey, you want, a pair, you want a vial of sand? Hey, you know what it's about? You want to know what it's about? And, and all of a sudden, and then when I, I kind of landed the, the whole thing, I said, well, you know what? God says, go to the beach. And all of a sudden, they'd be like, whoa, really? That many good thoughts? And uh, so, I mean, it was just amazing that the declaration of the good news through a vial of sand started changing people's like the dimensions of how they were even like all of a sudden they were like whoa wait a second you just you just sliced into my life and, and spoke the gospel and somehow you did it and I liked it <laughs> like I could receive that I mean I think it was I think you told me that even one of your friends even at work said man I wish 
that's an awesome way to say that. He doesn't, he doesn't mean he's an atheist. I mean, he doesn't even or agnostic. I mean, he even, it's like man, if all if all Christians would do that, that would be amazing. What's he saying? Maybe we're not declaring the real good news. Maybe the real good news is that you have a God that incredibly likes you and loves you and that is in, wants to declare into you and walk, walk with you. So, I mean, it was so awesome. Um, uh, I'm going to have Nick's going to come up. I, I just want him to share just a testimony. And, and Craig's got one of just, just speaking into somebody, that gospel. And I just want him to share the, just the transformation that happened on so we had a lot of people walk by and like he said not everybody wanted anything to do with the sand and um i was just basically trying to go up to anybody and everybody and four girls probably in their teens walked by probably 15 and i was like hey would y'all like one of these vials of sand and they were like the first two girls like were like what no and like just kind of walked off but the last two um was like well what is it and I kind of took the vial, and I was like, look in there. How many grains do you think are in this vial? And she's like, I don't know, a million? And I'm like, well, I don't know <laughs> either, but God knows. <laughs> and, you know, he says he has, pre- it says in Psalm 139, he has precious thoughts toward us. And if we try to count them, it would outnumber, like, all the Sahara Desert sand, all the beach sand. Like, and, she, and, she, and as I'm telling her that, the first two girls that tried to blow me off came back. <laughs> and they were listening and so I told her, I was like, you know, would y'all like one now? And they were like, yeah. And like, you could just tell like something shifted after they heard what I said. And so as they were, I gave them all the vial and it was four girls. And as they were walking off, the first girl that kind of blew me off was like, wow, that's just good Christianity. Mm. And so that was pretty cool to hear. That's awesome, that's awesome. Craig, come here, that's good. Well, Craig, he, he had a good one. I, I actually witnessed this yes. one. This was good. This was funny. Mitch, Mitch was my co-partner. In this, <laughs> this is so cool. This is so cool. So I had a, a good friend of mine walk by, and I used to play poker with him. I used to go over his house and play poker. And we used to have conversations about the Lord. And I told him the reason I came over to play poker wasn't to play poker, but was to have these conversations. Because he was so against Jesus Christ, anything to do with Christianity, anything to do with life in Christ. Totally against it. Had every argument. So we would get in these heated conversations. They were in love. I mean, we didn't shout at one another, but there were conversations about the Lord. And he, he spoke his view. I spoke mine. And they were just good. They were just good. They were awesome times. So he walks by. He's like, hey, Craig, how you doing, man? I'm like, hey, Matt, what's up, man? How you doing? What's going on? And he's telling me his, his life, what's been going on. And then Mitch is there. And it's so cool. I didn't tell this to Mitch. This is so awesome. We're just talking and having a good time. And Mitch is, and, I, and I'm like, all right, how do, I, how, do I, how do I tell this guy about Jesus? How do I, how do I, how do I proclaim the gospel? Mitch is like, oh, the sand, you know, Jesus' <laughs> thoughts outnumber the grains of sand. I was like, yeah, that's right. So I'm like, Mitch, I'm, all right, I'm going with it. I'm going with it. So then all of a sudden, we're talking. And I'm like, hey, Matt, by the way, man, um, do you mind if I give you a gift? And he's like, uh, sure. And of course, remember the backdrop. We've had conversations about Jesus. His heart, his heart has been so hardened to, to who God is and what God says about him. Right? So my expectation is when I give him this gift, it's for him to say, oh, no, nah, man, you know where I stand. I'm good. We're cool, but, you know, I'm not about that, that, Jesus, that Jesus that you speak about, right? So my expectation is like, well, he's not going to receive, but I'm going to just walk in obedience and offer anyway. So I'm like, hey, man, 
here's a vow for you. This, um, Jesus' thoughts, man, they're, they're so numerous. They're so great about you. Do you mind if I give you this gift? And he's like, yeah, man, I would love, yeah, I would love to have that. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, and it was cool because I just felt like the Lord was just tilling the soil, man, just softening his heart. And he just received that gift, man, that represented God's thoughts about him in that moment. And he was like, yo, Craig, do you mind if I text you or, or Facebook you afterwards just to continue to talk about this and continue to, continue to have this conversation? And I'm like, yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So just, just a cool testimony about God working in his heart, man. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah, I mean, I probably could pull up all, all sorts of us in here. Thank, thank everybody that came out and really just walked that out. I encourage you. If uh, uh, if you didn't do it this year, walk it. Try it next year. You know, get Craig beside you. He's easy to share with, man. He knows everybody in Blacksburg, so he's like, <laughs> he's like rolling it. But man, it was just awesome, really, to watch each individual share in in in, in their uh, way. And so, um, it was really neat. Uh, uh, most of y'all know I like sweet tea, and I go to McDonald's off and on. Okay, maybe a lot. And uh, so. <laughs> But it's really to minister. It's really to minister to the people up front. I'm, I'm looking for opportunity to minister while I drink my sweet tea, and so. But it's really cool. This um, this one of the managers. You know, I see her all the time. You know, we kind of engage in like you know like just eye to eye, but it's never like hey, how's it going or whatever you know like that. And so, um, I even was in the I was in McDonald's the day before stepping out and preparing some stuff and. And she was uh, just working on the computer, doing some stuff. And she kept coming back and forth because she had an interview or something that she was doing. And then, uh, so I, the next day we're at, at stepping out, her and her, I don't know, 11, 12-year-old son and mom come up. And so, obviously, I said, hey, how's it going? I was like, I know you from McDonald's. <laughs> like, you're, you're, the, you're the manager of one of the McDonald's. So she's like, yeah, yeah. So I shared this message, you know, just shared the saying with them. I mean, they were so receptive. I mean, they were eating it up. I mean, just really receiving it. And so the next, uh, it's probably uh, maybe Monday or Tuesday after uh, I happened to go in McDonald's. And, and of course, I am at the, I'm at the counter waiting to get, I can't remember, I got maybe a tea and a biscuit or something. But I'm waiting at the counter. Of course, she's there. And she's all of a sudden, she's like, oh, hey, man. She's like, you'll never believe, man. My son has put that little vial. I mean, I didn't say anything. Like, I haven't even said anything. My, my son put that little vial on his TV, and he talks about it all the time, about how many precious thoughts that God has for me. I was like, go on. And, and of course, she shared it. The, she's really sharing it with her, the, her co-worker is sitting at the, the register, and she's sharing it with him, him basically. And I was like, yeah, Psalm 139. You know, so here we are sharing with the, even, it continues. The fruit continues, yeah. right? Yeah. Every, every time we uh, declare the good news, it continues. It in, continues to increase. And so I think a lot of times we try to make it harder than it is. You know, obviously, yeah, getting into somebody's life and going through all of this, that, and the other is, yeah, I mean, let's, you can walk through that, but the reality is start with the good news. All of you guys have good news within you, like good news of things that God has done in you, good news that you've received over the years. And uh, so I just encourage you. Uh, it was so awesome just to hear her testimony and, um, you know, the reality is. And so, you know, I thought about that, you know, because, I mean, we have to have the good news about what God thinks about us, declaring that into people. 
I love what Bill Johnson always says. He's like, you know, I can't, I can't afford to have a thought outside of that which God thinks about me. Like, it has to be within that realm. And so that's the good news. Like, God thinks incredible things about us. And so I um, just want to make sure, you know, because that's where I want to live from. Because otherwise, the gospel gets ground, downgraded to just so-so news, right? The gospel is only relevant in certain situations and not others. You know, where the gospel has become dull to the way we live because it, it tries to get dulled down. Where the gospel is just a good word to live by and not the word to live by. You know, we have stopped being partakers in it and living by it and we just know it. All of a sudden it becomes dull. And so I, I want us to, I just want to pray that God will continue to interject some things in us this morning, because I, you know, I was even sharing with a friend, um, he, he was part of a church a long time ago, they, they moved, and they're just having an incredibly hard time, like, they've gone years, per, probably pretty much without church, and this, that, and the other, and, and it's funny, I mean, I'm trying, like, I don't even know, like, I'm just trying to just share the goodness of God with them, like, basically, like, I mean, just the goodness of God, because I don't, I mean, I don't have any answers for them, I don't have any answers for where they're at, other than God is incredibly good, and he has a whole lot of good things to give you and walk through you. And, and obviously, I encourage you in some things, but, you know, when it comes down to it, it has to be at that. And so I felt like the Lord just wants to, def- let's see if I can say it right, defibrillate us. Is that right? Is it a defibrillator, right? Def- is that what it is? <laughs> Come on, don't tell me I'm saying it wrong, or am I saying it wrong? De- defibrillator, right? defibrillator so he wants to defibrillate us right he wants to shock us whatever (laughs) Uh, just like you know i I feel like he's taking the little you know you know how they do that on the doctor shows do they really do that before they do it they do that right there no see see that's all like show right But, but i feel like he's been he's warming them up he's warming them up for us and he wants to interject some things and it was kind of interesting um as I was reading that Colossians passage early, you know, the, it's, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit and increasing. And all of a sudden the Lord just said, all right, just keep reading Colossians. Just keep reading, and I'm going to show you how much good news is in one chapter of the Bible. And I was like, all right. And so I just started reading on through Colossians. Uh, and so that's the rest of this I just want to share. The rest of that is really off of uh, your sheet, which I should have asked if you had one. Uh, if you don't, I'm sure Swifty can grab some. <laughs> Swifty's up here. <laughs> Usually he's in the back. Uh, but if you have your notes, they sh- hopefully you got handed one. If you're not, grab one on the way out. But uh, look, at, look at the good news that we go from. Keep going on the over here. All right, s- s- just the good news we need to live from, from Colossians, starting in 13 all the way down to 28. Think about this. Uh, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of the beloved son. Is that good news or not? It better be. If you want to remain in the domain of darkness, that's not good news. Transferring into the kingdom of his beloved son, that's good news. If you're in the other kingdom this morning, God's saying there's a transfer that needs to take place, right? He has what it takes this morning to say. You have what it takes this morning to say yes to him. And say yes to his goodness. Maybe this morning you didn't even know about Psalm 139. And you, man, God really thinks good thoughts about me? I didn't even remember that. Um, 
You know, I was going to share one, you know, one quick testimony. Maybe y'all have heard it before, but even just from the whole thing about the goodness of God transformed my life. Like just the, that one good news, you know, because there was a, a time period when I came to the Lord um, because I knew it was the right thing to do. I didn't know it was, I didn't even know what it was all about. I just knew it was the right thing to do. I knew I was living my way, the wrong way to do it. I knew there was a cool way to do it, an awesome way to do it, but, and I finally made that decision. So here I am living by the fact that I know it's the right thing to do, but I want it to be more. And, and, he, and I've heard, I've grown up in church, so I know that God loves me, right? Everybody's probably heard, God loves you, you know? But there was something deep in me uh, that I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. I didn't like anything about me, really. And um, there was just this place. And so I think it was uh, probably about the second or third year, it was about second year into college. And all of a sudden, I'm hanging out just trying to have some type of Bible study of some sort, a little quiet time in the morning or something. And so all of a sudden, I ran across some scripture that said Jesus loves you. Maybe it was John 3.16. I don't even remember what that scripture was. But all of a sudden, uh, as I read it, all of a sudden it was like, um, you know, I was like, I kind of got sarcastic. Anybody ever get sarcastic to God? And I was like, I was like, man, God, you love everybody. What's so, what's, what's so really important about that? Or what's so great about that? I think I said something like that to him. And all of a sudden, he spoke, man. It's about as strong, again, these are these times where it's injected so strong, it's one of those chee-chee, and you're like, oh my gosh, I just got changed right there on the spot. And all of a sudden, God said, he's like, Mitch, I like you. I like everything about you. Now, there's some things in you that I didn't put in you that I'll help you weed out of you, but I like you. I like everything about you. I created you. I walked with you. And so all of a sudden, I, I mean, I'm telling you, I went from that moment not liking who I was, you know, being miserable, being frustrated all the time about my actions, this, that, and the other, to walking, starting to walk in victory about who I was. I enjoyed who I was. I, was, I started receiving who I was. And all of a sudden, just a transformation night and day, just by the what? The word, the gospel. Mitch, I like you. Like he spoke that into me. And so I, this morning, I just, wanted, I just felt like somebody needed to hear that this morning, Come on. that God likes you. He doesn't only love you, he likes you. He loves everybody, and he likes everybody. He likes you. He likes how he created you. And so anyway, let me get back to this real quick as we go down. Transferred into his kingdom, right? Good thing. Keep going. Next one. Colossians 1.14. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Anybody need a forgiveness of sin this morning? Yeah. Just only a couple of us. So that's good. Everybody, this rest is perfect. <laughs> you guys are doing right. Man. I don't even know if I should keep preaching. I mean, you guys are good, right? The five people that raise your hand, you can come see me after the service. <laughs> Not, I mean, hopefully we aren't, we don't need much forgiveness because we're getting conformed into his image. So I don't even need forgiveness anymore because I'm walking so much like him, right? But that's good. But at least for the five people that raise your hand, you know, the real, that's good. Like forgiveness of sin. We need that. Like, that's awesome. Redemption. Keep going. Colossians 1, 16. For by him all things were created. Uh, what's the definition of all? Okay, good. I was just making sure everybody got that. <laughs> all things were created by him, both in the heavens, the earth, visible, invisible, thrones, dominions. All things have been created through him and what? Oh, come on now. That was pretty weak. Through him and? Do you know you're created for him? 
You were just created for Him. He loved you that way. He just, I'll create you for me. I'll let you enjoy all these people, and I'll let you enjoy the, the walking on this earth, but I created you for me. Like walking in intimacy, walking in relationship. Keep going, or else I'll get, not get. Colossians 1.17, He's before all things, and in Him all things, what? Is that good news or not? Anybody have life that sometimes fought, tries to fall apart on you? God's the only one that can hold it together. But it's got to be in Him. Some of us have been trying to live life outside of Him, and we think, and then we start getting frustrated, and we get mad at God because we're not, our life isn't being held together. It's never meant to be held together outside of Him. You can't live life outside of Him and have something hold together. So it's in Him, and your life what? Holds together. Keep going. Colossians 1.18, he's the first, the, uh, he's the head of the body of the church, he's beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that he might himself have first place in what? If he has first place, guess what I, what I don't do? Get in the way, right? When he has first place, I live life to the fullest. Go on. I only have a few minutes. So Colossians 1.19, it was a father's good pleasure for all fullness to dwell where? In him. Anybody want fullness this morning? Three people. Come on, five people, six, seven. All right, come on, we're getting this more, all right? I mean, all of us want fullness. That's what we live. That's why we live for it. That's why we get in trouble trying to find fullness somewhere, right? We're always trying to fill ourselves up with something. It's only in Him that true fullness lives. But that's good news. Because I can't, anybody try to fill yourself up? Does it last? Never. It doesn't. It's not made to. You can't do it. Like, you can, ne you will never, like, again, these are, I don't put a whole lot of nevers, or, but you will never be able to fill yourself up with enough stuff to keep you moving. It's in Him. Keep going. Colossians 1 20. Through Him, He reconciled all things to Himself, having made peace through the blood on His cross. Do you, anybody need peace in the, anybody need peace? He's already done it. The cross, the good news, it's, it's here, it's available, it's, a, it's surrounding you. All right, keep going. 122, he has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death in order to present you. Look at this. <laughs> he took, he, he who made uh, him to have no sin, he made sin for us so that we might become the what? Righteousness of God. That's an awesome scripture. This is just almost as awesomer, right? right? In, in order to present you what? Holy, blameless, and what? So he exchanges all the junk that I had, and then he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to present to you before me. I'm going to make you holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. Is that good news? Yeah. I can't do that on my own. I can't be holy, blameless, or beyond reproach on my own. It's just in him. That's the good news. In him. All right, and the last one, 128. We proclaim him, admonishing every man, teaching every man with all wisdom, so that we may present every man complete May every woman complete, every child complete. Where? In Christ. Like you're complete in Him. I'm not complete anywhere outside of that. In Him. In Him. That's the good news. Now, is, is anybody in Christ this morning? If you're in Christ, you have the gospel, the good news. You can take anybody to Colossians 1, starting in 13, take them down to verse 28, and if you can tell me that their life, their disposition, their what's in them doesn't change, 
then I'm, I, I, can't, I can't imagine it not. Why? Because there's so much gospel. There's so much good news in that. Like, at some point, they're gonna, you're going to uh, interject something that creates life in them. And so the list goes on and on. That's just one scripture. That was like, what, 14 verses? 13 through, it's 15 verses. But then 15 verses, I found 10, almost what, 9, 10 things that the good news the de- declares into you. And the last thing I just want to remind you, that Mark 16, 15, remember, this is the Great Commission. It's in you. Like, we're supposed to go and declare what? The gospel into where? All the world. Like, to all creation. Like, that's just your job on this earth is to find the goodness of God, receive it, and then go declare that good news wherever you go. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to find all the, you you can do the spiritual laws, you can do all sorts of things, but the reality was we took a vial of sand, we could probably make up a bunch of these. There's a thousand of these out there somewhere where people's lives are being constantly, like that little kid that's put it on his TV, he has to constantly think about that. The good news that God thinks a lot about him. And so that's why I just wanted to speak this morning. And, and really I felt like, um, I don't know, unless you got anything? I think one thing I do want to, I want to pray, and so I'll see what Swifty has, but I want to pray felt like God wants to uh, do a little injection this morning or maybe a defibrillation. <laughs> I don't know what those words are. I just felt like the Lord said, make up a word and do it. Like, <laughs> like make up a word and just act on it. So I don't know if you have something else that, than that, but I wanted to pray that. But you share what you had to. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch has been awesome about the grains of sand and how good God is for us. And I just want to read, go to Romans, Romans 10, 9, and 10. If you don't know the Lord, if you mm. haven't become a part of this family, here's how. For the, <laughs> golly, but what does it say? The word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. Mm. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised mm-hmm. him from the dead, you shall be saved. Mm-hmm. Join us if you haven't ever done that. Come see us. You got it. So let's just stand. Oh. I'm going to have the prayer teams come up. Um, prayer teams are going to be available this morning. Uh, if we can have a few people that would pray for... Um, Joe and Craig, do y'all have a minute? Or, do y'all, or if, if one of y'all or both of y'all maybe can pray for anybody that needs to be saved this morning, that would be awesome. Um. I want to pray for students who want prayer about Okay, Danielle just feels like she's specifically to pray for students that uh, are going back to school. So if, if you need some prayer in relationship to that, come find her. Um, I just want to give some really specifics out. So Craig will be up here if you, and Joe will be up here. Uh, where did the thing go? Oh, there. Just want to say one thing real quick. Um, one of my favorite verses as I began to be invigorated about the gospel was Psalm 51, 12 and 13. And he says, David cries out, restore to me the joy of my salvation and give me a willing spirit. 
And then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will return home. And so, if you're looking for a way to be invigorated in a fresh uh, way to share the gospel, just ask that. That's, that's a good way to do that. Mm-hmm. Restore to me that joy. Because mm. out of that joy, that's, that's where the power of the gospel comes through too, right? Good. So I would also include that if, if you want to pray, get them to pray for you to, that God would restore the joy of your salvation, find, find somebody up here as well. So I just want to pray this over us. Um, I just encourage you this morning, if you have any physical needs, uh, come get some prayer. If you have any uh, in terms of healing, you need healing this morning. We believe in a God that heals. If you need to be baptized in the Spirit, if you need prayer for anything, you know, come and find one of these uh, prayer warriors up here. They'll pray for you. They'll walk with you. Um, but I just really want to pray this into us. And so if you want to receive, I just want you, you, you can lift your hands or you can just get, get in a mode to receive this morning. So whatever that looks like for you. So Lord, I just want to pray right now. I just felt like you just said you want to, again, not to be funny or anything, but really defibrillate. It's like you want to inject, Lord, some, some not some shock in terms of shock and awe, Lord, some, some shock into us, that injection of life, the injection of the gospel, the good news, Lord, that, that would go forth, that when we speak, we speak good news. Lord, when we think, we think good news. When we uh, walk with one another in relationships, we walk with good news. Lord, when we uh, operate in our job and we're having a discussion, Lord, we're with our boss or our coworker, Lord, we're operating in the good news, Lord, that you are for us, that you're not against us, that you are life and life abundant, that you have everything and given everything uh, pertaining to life and godliness. You've put it in us. Lord, there's so many scriptures I could bring out that we're more than conquerors in you, Lord, that God, that you, Lord God, have for freedom that you set us free. Lord, these are all good news declarations into our spirit. But I want to pray in Jesus' name, Lord, make it so that that's all that we even have to give other people. Good news. In a world that's full of bad news and crazy news and fake news and real news, whatever that looks like, God, let the good news of the gospel go forth in Jesus' name. Lord, let it reside in here. Let it, let it reside in us and declare it out there, Lord. Let it be. And so, Lord, I pray that in the name of Jesus, Lord. Let us, Lord, as uh, Paul declared in us, that Paul declared over us, Lord, or even for himself, that I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. God, let it be. Lord, let us partake of the gospel. Lord, let us see the salvation. Lord, there's several people in here that need to know you this morning. I just pray they'll come to find you or know you this morning. They'll find Craig or Joe or somebody over here that will pray and say, yes, I need that this morning. Or maybe some of us just need that encouragement, maybe even going back to school and find uh, Danielle or just encouragement and declaration. Find any of these up here. So Lord, we thank you this morning. We bless you. We honor you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. So you're dismissed. Come get some prayer this morning. Just encourage you with that.